Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived there, buyers, I needed some Forex. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane, the show where we take a suburb of Brisbane and we unpack it. We're going to be the first time I've ever introduced the show properly. <laughs> We're professionals now. Yeah. We're going to talk about Nunda today. And this suburb, surprisingly, has got a lot of traction on the Absolutely. Instagram and at the comedy gig I just did where mm. I announced, I said, if you want to support uh, Good Chat Comedy, but then if you also want to support me, I've got mm. a podcast called Unpacking Brisbane that I do with this absolute dope of a fella. And oh. I thought you were going to say it's an absolute smoke show. Of course I did. But I, lock, I keep under lock and key at the studio so he doesn't get out. I just don't want this little hottie to get... <laughs> n- I don't want Joe Rogan to nip him up as a co-host, you know. Joe Rogan, who recently said he's he's afraid of being silenced, I saw. I saw that. Uh, some people have pointed out he has a $100 million Spotify deal for his podcast, but yeah. still worried about it. Yeah, it's because his producer just keeps pressing mute yeah. during the show. He's like, yeah, I, uh, I use Ableton Live and the episodes keep getting deleted. I'm worried about being literally silenced. He records on your laptop that yeah. occasionally <laughs> crashes and loses an episode. He's like, I have to do my new farm episode twice. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, we're very excited to do Nunder. And as, yeah, as yeah. I said, well, oh, I come and listen to this podcast I do. And uh, unpack in Brisbane. So that's so that's the weird zombie-like creatures banging on the window outside. It's they're just, the people from Good Chat Comedy, uh, oh, right, who right. just came and saw that and came to have a look at us. But yeah. uh, they they all went ooh when I said Nunda, and I was like, really? Fucking Nunda's yeah. got this reaction. And there were a few people in the crowd from Nunda who live at the comedy event gave some great oh, input that you'll hear later in this episode. Well, well I th- I think Nunda is deceptively a bit of a jewel of a north side. Mm. I I think it must be the way, maybe maybe a little like the way. Chelmer, if you've never really spent much time in the western suburbs, doesn't sound like anything to you. But if you, you're from around there, you're like, no, 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 I know, I know what the deal is here. I know it's a bit special. Like, if Australia was to run a Eurovision yes. of all the suburbs, which I do think we should, they, yeah. uh, I can you imagine mean Brisbane to run a Eurovision. Well, I was Australia, but okay. it's a broad, whatever you want. If yeah. Brisbane, maybe that's a, a group stage, and you got to get to the Australian. Yeah, okay, but if like, all the suburbs like, are putting forward, re- like regionals, yeah, regionals for. Australian Eurovision. And I can imagine the North putting forward Nunda. Yeah, I agree. And as one of their reps. It's, th- it's quite a quintessential North side suburb. Absolutely. That is not too far away, but still, and it's, it's, it's not, not the most like, convenient place to get to. No, no, it's not like Ascot and Clayfield and, you know, Albion where you, you're broadly like inner city. Like it's an inner suburb. Nunda, you are earnestly North side, but you still, you know, 15 minutes. If you get a good run, mm. the airport link, get on a highway, you'll be fine. Oh, you've got to pay a toll. Oh, yeah. If you like tolls and, so pa- and paying them and little fucking e-tags, you're going to love Nunda. <laughs> you're going to love me. You like it? You like paying yeah, $5 oh, yeah. to get to the airport? <laughs> then you're going to love me. <laughs> A little toll in you. <sighs> I like that. You're Clem, so- me. <laughs> Clem Jones' ghost. <laughs> you're going to love my A little tag on you. I like that. <laughs> car with me <laughs> you're gonna love me yeah it's gonna be fun I, I think there's a little bit of it's a cool name we'll talk about it under later yeah. but once we get through housekeeping uh, I, I used think to under it sounds like do you come from the land down under oh that's like, there's good. under and under I reckon, oh, i'm currently trying to do some rewrites for uh the uq law review for the comedy show 
Deer come from a land called Nunda. Yeah, land called Nunda. There's your clothes, mate. We will get into Nunda and all that in Tales soon. But, mate, not unlike Harry Potter, not unlike George Weasley, not Fred, not unlike, uh, unfortunately, unlike Lupin and Tonks, but like Hermione and many others, we've survived the Ah. magic battle. We've Wonderful. survived, you know, we've survived the cauldron, the witch's cauldron yeah. that was Suncorp Stadium over the weekend. Mate, Brisbane, we know we've got the Olympics. We know we've got another big event coming up. I think Magic Round gave us a taste. The I think. Event. No, the Olympics. I'm no, saying, right. I'm saying I the Olympics. Like, 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 what we, do you know from your job at 4 say that you haven't told me? Oh, oh the Nitro Games. Yeah, yeah Nitro Corp in October. We've got another big event. Well, there's a huge terrorist attack tomorrow. <laughs> For some reason, I learned that we're not taming anyone yeah, off. Yeah. And, we, and when I say tomorrow, we mean Friday. Mm. A, no, we mean Saturday. We, we mean, have yeah. days to tell people <laughs> about the Story Bridge attacks. We don't want Channel 7 to find out yeah, about yeah. it. Well, we don't, we don't want West Room to be cancelled. That's true. Yeah, we, we don't want to panic. Imagine that as a moral conundrum of we oh, find out a bomb's <laughs> going to go off at some point in the next few weeks in West End and we're like... But like, now, we are we are assured... No, what if we're assured it's not going to be on the night of West End, but we know if we go to the authorities with the information, there will be a terror attack in West End. There's no way you let a show happen. I don't think we tell the authorities. No. I, I think we wait till Saturday morning. I'd wait. And if it, if it happens at midnight on Friday and the gig's over... Then listen. If the last we thing, take it to if, our grave. If the last thing you hear is Red Hill Share House, is that really such a bad that's, way that's to not go? So bad. Is that really to die by your side would be such a heavenly <laughs> way to die? They Absolutely. would say about the mangroves. But yeah, we, we yeah, got the, the, ma- magic, the magic round. And Henry, you know, big event for Brisbane. The atmosphere was fantastic. For those of you who don't know, by the way, so they played every round mm. of the NRL at Suncorp Stadium. It's sort of something they do to acknowledge that Queensland brings mm. so much to the sport and. Multiple people have asked me, including friend of the show, Xavier, this morning about the schedule. Because there's been some confusion. In fact, Henry, both your and I's girlfriends assumed some games would be playing in the morning. I've had some people ask me whether it was morning, afternoon, evening. To be clear, all the games are like around a normal time for a footy game. Like it's basically 3pm, 5pm, 7pm on the weekends and stuff. But it is eight straight games of rugby league across three days. Now, I'm a huge leaguey. It takes its toll. It was a lot of sport. I don't think I need to go see live sport that soon. You really don't until you do it. Truly comprehend how much footy that it's is. So much. And when and when it's you get so much to the footy. second half of the second game, yeah. knowing there is not only another half to go, but another game after that, you're like, oh yeah, I'm watching three movies about sort yeah. of the same <laughs> thing in a row. Three <laughs> like <laughs> movies from the Great 90s movies, where yeah. movies were like 80 minutes long, so they're not super <laughs> grueling. But yeah, and- you know, we won't. We're not a sports podcast, but there was a there was a. We wish there was a. If head only high, we could make that decision. <laughs> there was a head high tackle crackdown. There was some sin binnings. Basically, a whole bunch of uh, factors conspired to ensure there were very few close games. The weekend was amazing. The games were kind of stinkers by and large. They weren't great. So it's like watching eight movies in a row. It's like watching Spider Man's one, two, and three. Then the amazing Spider-Man one and two, and yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming, and Spider-Man Far- like. Well, so earlier I was going to say it's like sitting down and watching all the Lord of the Rings, but it's not really like that because no, it'd be like great. it'd be like if at the Doug end of Jane- Fel- it'd be like at the end of Fellowship of the Ring, if at the beginning of Two Towers they're back at the Shire because they because yeah. by virtue of it being a game they just restart. It'd be it's watching a remake. Yeah, it's I th- it's no, you know what I think like it is. Watching- James, I think it's like watching. Like three the James worst Bond James movies. Bond yeah, movies. That's much more like it. And, and it's Roughly like, the same structure. Yeah, yeah. Some of the you know, sort different of the, players, yeah. different actors, different characters. But 
it's the same beats the whole time, and yeah, the bad guy dies oh. at the end. Okay? Oh, hello, Miss Money. Miss Money, can you, <laughs> could you get the ball to the wing, please? Oh, James, please play the ball and the tackle, would you? Tyson, Tyson Gamble. Oh, think, yeah, man. I think sometimes it's okay to, to hit another player around the head if you're not intentionally trying to hurt his neck. I think sometimes you could slap up, you could slap another player. Just all Bond stuff. But Do you expect me to drop the ball, Gamble? <laughs> no, manly player that I tackled head high. It's, sort of like, it's like, oh, why do you watch so many James Bond movies? It's like, well, I know the Broncos are going to lose, but I want to see how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, do. it's, that's and this time it was by 50 points against me. No, but, but yeah, we um, had to go to... But, but Joe, Joe mentioned that he's a leaguey, but for some leaguies who have maybe one less pair of glasses and 10 less teeth than Joe, that is oh, a surprising yeah. image. He, he doesn't look like a guy who could snap back at you with league knowledge. But Joe had a confrontation at the league, as mm. so many people do. So we were leaving hand the last game on Saturday. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I, I'm in my Broncos jersey, but I'm, you know, sort of tall, thin, dorky-looking dude with glasses. So I've never, I've never quite looked to the model of a rugby league supporter. Um, and this... Short kind of squat. You know when old men are fat and just have permanently red cheeks? Yeah. Like they're just this, you know, pumpkin red. And alcohol. Um, is a, sort of looks like Barnaby Joyce, actually, this guy. Um, we don't know that it was. He actually could have been um, wearing, you know, some 2016 Blues jersey and a hoodie. Um, and he had two, like, heads of young dogs under his arms as well. The pistol and boo collars <laughs> chained to his neck. I don't know if it was Barnaby he Joyce. kept muttering about uh, this... Johnny Depp thing and stealing what I don't know if it was Barnaby. We choice. don't know if it was him. Um, but no, so this guy uh, clocks me um, and, you know, everyone's had a lot to drink at Magic Round and he just sort of yeah, looks up, gets in my face a little bit, goes, Oi, mate, oi, 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 how the fucking Broncos go last night? Hey, how the Broncos go? And I fired back very quickly about as well as the Blues went last year because Blues lost terribly, like, you know, just and, normal that. And Joe's not kidding. He really, it was as if he'd had this line ready to go. Yeah. Wicked, not not lightning fast. Not really that clever. It was just like, all right, uh, my jersey is a team that loses, so is yours. Yeah, great, great. This rocked this dude who clearly wasn't expecting to hear anything back, let alone a comeback. <laughs> and he's stammering to the point that I, I said the comeback when we were about shoulder to shoulder. He's now like a good ten meters behind me, stammering. You can just hear him go, ah, 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 ah. He's working through it, and then I just hear him bark out, ah, well, show us your real dick, then, cunt. <laughs> And I apologise for the language. <laughs> but to have a guy bark, <laughs> but can we show us your real dick, cunt. Let's just, let's just break that down. Not only... He's panicking. And his he's, mind he's has managed it. to pull together what might be my favourite phrase. I'll show us your real dick, cunt. Yeah. Now, he's implied not only that you showed him your dick, but that the it's dick fake. that you pulled out was a fake one. Yeah. A decoy penis, <laughs> you might say. A decoy donger. I, my, I'll show us your real dick, cunt. And he sounded literally, you're not, that's not hyperbole with the tone. He sounded like he was exhausted Mm. Of being shown as my if for so dick. many times, like own up, be, be, be honest, be real council, with yourself. Yeah. Be, how many times do I have to request seeing your dick? I'm, oh, hang on, is that a dick? Oh, that's the fake dick. I, I'll show us your real dick. I'm cat. a taxpayer. I pay <laughs> rates in this city, and I simply ask to be shown your real dick. I'll show us your real dick. Cat. It's yeah. why, there's such a, like, even just you and I both being writers, there's mm. such a rhythm to that phrase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To come on with that, just to, I'll show us your real dick, cunt. It really just- It's fl- fabulous. It rolls it's off fabulous. the tongue. I it, wish it could be the unofficial slogan for the podcast. You know what? It's too rude to ever publicize. Yeah. But if you listen to the podcast- And if, if, you're and an un- if you if you're don't an have an issue with swearing- Yeah. If, if you ever cool, come up to me and say, show us your real dick, cunt. 
I'll love it. I know. If, if you've made it to what has to be like our 66th episode yeah. and you have a problem with swearing, I don't know what's up with you. But, yeah. uh, just if you've come from 4BC or the ABC, you might be a little bit more Yeah, shocked. welcome to our new fans <laughs> yeah, from our yeah. ABC and We uh, will talk segments. about Nunder. But, mate, I got, I got put down as well because there was a bloke yeah. on the – by the end of the Sunday night, again, it was getting rowdy, and there was a bloke just – a lot of fun doing the beer snake, walking around, yeah. uh, like, piling the I, I find the beer snake genuinely extraordinarily impressive. And it really riles up the security guards way oh, more they than hate it. They're picking up litter, mate. Literally. They're doing half it, the it, job. Whoever goes back and cleans up the stadium, instead of picking up 100 individual yeah. fucking beer things, oh, bang, snake, done. Be encouraging beer snakes. If I if we're cleaning up after a party and someone made like a pure blonde glass bottle snake, I'd be like, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for doing that. My life is so much easier. But we, yeah, I, there was that guy and mm. the security were chasing him around and he was kind of hiding and doing the jumping over the rows and stuff. And then we were all kind of yelling at the security, being like, yeah. "Oh, Get a leave him job. alone! Yeah. Like, you know, stop being cucks! Like, yeah. you know, he's who's he hurting? Who's he hurting?" Yeah. And then I, in a witticism, started kind of in, in such a sharp witticism, the likes of which maybe are not pa- often a, seen at rugby league venues. A certain maybe, Parramatta Eels, maybe Parramatta Eels mm. supporters zone. So there's a Parramatta Eels guy who looked as old as time, mm. and um, he was kind of he, sitting. He in probably the knew the eel. Yeah. Back in the day, when, I, went, when the eel was brothers with the uh, yeah. the rainbow serpent, he caught the, and the origin of the Parramatta eels. Was there for the original eel, but <laughs> we um, and that he was kind of yelling out and stuff. And I started when they got the guy with the beer snake, being like, who I think was rela- the beer snake being related to the eel, um, yep. being like, ah, oh, put him to death, mm. hang him by the neck until he is dead, like kind of doing capital, put him before the squad, you know, yeah, yelling that sort of stuff. Now, not picking up the sarcasm, this guy thinks I'm earnestly condoning that this man be put to death yeah. for making a bit. And he, you, turned- you, he thinks you have condemned this man to die. And I think, you know, love Parramatta. This bloke clearly missing a couple of spoons in the top drawer. I think there was a chance he earnestly thought you might have had the power to condemn this man to death. So yeah, he thought he was, you know... I don't know how like an, Atticus, an Atticus Finch-esque speech or a proclamation against the death sentence you've passed on this That Anastasia Kapalashaka does whatever she wants up there. She, yeah, she closes the border. Mate. She could bloody kill him. She's not going to... She'd lock down a border, lock down this guy's neck. Okay. You know, I don't, he he might have thought you were Stephen Miles. We don't know. He, he might, might, and I am, so it was a smart observation. <laughs> but he, I think that that is where you... And he came up to me and got real in my face... And does the most exaggerated Dr. Evil S <laughs> pulling across of a zip on his lips. He goes, are you done? Are you done? <laughs> like the tone of a Harry Potter painting in Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. The turn that light is like, are you done? I've, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately, mm. and that he sounded like the exaggerated voices you have to hear in audiobooks. Way to support podcasts, mate. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. a direct competitor. How's fucking... Is it? How's fucking they? the subtle art of not surely giving radio, a star star? Surely, surely radio is the direct competitor of podcasts. I don't know if radio is. <laughs> competitor is strong. Nah, you know what? It's definitely not audiobooks. Mate, fucking no one's listening to a 47-hour podcast. Well, Rogan's go that long sometimes. That's true. That's true. Or you could listen to 47 hours of Unpacking. The man who is silenced, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yes, he... But he came up to me and did a big... Just say, you're done! Are you done? Zip it! And corner like told me to zip it and fully shirt fronted me. Yeah. And should be an ad for zip pay. Yeah. I was thinking. Oh, if we recorded him. Pa- yeah. yeah, yeah. Going to Parramatta. I think Jack person. pointed out like a zip folder, like on a laptop. It's like, oh, how do what I a- how do I send this and make oh, it make it compressed? Zip it! <laughs> Good as on that. But yeah, no, it was uh, we we did get ourselves into some shenanigans. And, and as was seen, uh I 
did because we couldn't go for the Broncos every day. Mm. I know there were some people saying, you're a fucking traitor to unpacking Brisbane because mm. you were wearing... Canberra jersey. Yes, I was given for my birthday a vintage Canberra milk jersey. Mm. Very, very cool from Joe and Jack. Um, a lady, The lady sitting behind us who was a Raiders fan just not getting that they had re-released these as a retro line. She yeah. was just like... I just can't believe they're still selling those. I mean, <laughs> I I remember when they sold those in the eighties, and I was like, "Yeah, no." It, the, so she dead said thought it was the same way. I think she thought it was hers. <laughs> I think she was accusing me of stealing it. Like, it did certain, have the tone of amusement of like they just remake designs, right? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I was, and she didn't seem to be getting it. But uh, no, it was, but, it was, it was but, a great time. But speaking of your birthday, Henry. You, you, you didn't. You sure we don't want to just start talking about none? Yeah. I think people have probably had enough. No, I think I think this is probably worth oh, I mentioning. It, Henry, Con- context. Henry is a very popular man who has lots of friends that like him very much. That doesn't necessarily mean Kevin Wright had a lot of friends until <laughs> it doesn't necessarily until, until mean a certain night. You know, Jesus had lots of friends, he, and, he then, had, and, he and then and then on a, upon a certain arrest, a lot of them abandoned him. Now. Okay. Henry, Let's, how how were you feeling around 1.30 p.m. on Saturday? For the for the listeners at home, and, and I apologise to anyone, the COVID restrictions and and whatnot, but I apologies if there's anyone listening who I didn't invite to this, but I sent a message out to a few friends, made a little, like a little Facebook event saying, hey, it's my birthday, yeah. I'm going to the Magic Round, so I can't have a big party, but people are welcome. And I did say I'm going to be getting drinks after the Magic Round, and I and I'd said the location. Yeah, we were just going to go grab drinks at a bar after and, the game. And I said, that'd be fun. great to have you all there. Now, for anyone who would like to come along uh, beforehand, we're going to the Magic Round at about three. If anyone would like to come around to the Caxton Street Studios and play some cricket in the backyard, we'll do that at around 1pm. And so Joe's dad came over on Saturday morning with the, <laughs> well, the, the whip. We all got up at 9am. We did about an hour's work on the backyard and the front yard. Now, caveat, we are moving out soon, so it's work that needed to be done, but... But buying, there was certainly um, buying a lot of, buying a, a few cases of beer. There was certainly the a lot of chatter sorted. about. All right, let's let's mow the pitch in. Um, I may have said Henry things along the lines some... of uh, where are we going to put the beer pong if it turns into that. Oh my god, I forgot about. I may have said <laughs> things Henry, along the lines. Henry of... recommended setting up multiple tables because he thought, oh yeah, there'll be so many people here that will have cricket and beer pong going simultaneously. Now, keen listeners of the podcast will know that I'm quite sensitive about birthdays because of an incident involving a piece of cake mm. and a girl named Jessie. Go back and listen to our Camp Hill episode if you Camp haven't Hill done right yeah. Um So I, I already am a bit on edge about birthday mm. parties and fear that maybe no one will come, mm. which is often dismissed as irrational. Oh, it's, it's a totally irrational fear and, um, you know, you're, you're probably a guy with a lot of friends. So, you know, when it probably got, got about to 1.05pm and you said the cricket would start at 1. And I'm here walking around saying... Do you know what's random? Is like I don't like what. Who's going to turn up? Like it's going to be interesting. To, like Fran's probably going to come and yeah, play cricket, and then but how's that going to work when, this, when Baxter's here playing? There was cricket. this conversation where Henry was was basically asking like, God, you know, obviously, or you know, there's so many people who we just know are coming, but I wonder who like the more kind of less obvious, less obvious, fan. yeah, cricket fans. I wonder who are going to be there as we're carrying multiple cases of beer uh, and six bags of ice back for the rager of a party that was about to ensue. Now, Henry, let's cut to the chase. Excluding your girlfriend. Now, why are we excluding anyone? There's, and there's your guests. Your girlfriend, your housemates, Joe and Jack, who live here. and So don't technically count as and, guests. And my girlfriend, who is just probably going to be here anyway. How many people came to your <laughs> birthday party on Saturday? That would be one. <laughs> 
And can I say this to Ed Cope? <laughs> He's but, uh, the greatest uh, friend alive. He is. Truly, you know, like Hand of the King in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Ed, Ed Cope just got a fucking promotion. That guy. And this, and don't think that this was like, oh, he invited 15 people. Invited a lot more. <laughs> and as more we learned- It'd be 60 odd. As we learned later that day at your birthday drinks, which were more successful. More people did turn um, to a to a it, absolute it, fucking shirt fronting from me. Asking, I wondered, as I said, if you don't if you don't love me at my cricket, mm. you don't deserve me at my warehouse. 25. I wondered whether it was a case of because you had the event starting at seven thirty. Like most of the details in the event were about warehouse twenty five. So I was wondering whether people missed it. Turns out that's not the case of all at all because just about everyone I spoke to, Hen, said something to the effect of, "Oh, I knew the cricket was on. I just didn't want to come." I think it's probably worth. Reading a bit of the event description. Oh, I've about the beer pong thing. The beer pong thing. That is so, so, so. Now, keep in mind in this Facebook event, no I have can. posted a picture of no Joe's dad, can. of Joe's dad whippersnippering the lawn. Yeah. And I'm like, pitch is almost ready. Got about 11 likes in the event. Way more people than came. 10 more people than Did you really like it? Yeah. Um, I have said. While the drinks are at 7.30, there's an optional part of my birthday. Soon we will be leaving 101 Caxton Street and we want to get as much use out of the CSCG as we can. Caxton Street Cricket Grand. So from 1pm, anyone who wants to come to ours can come for backyard cricket. Keep in mind, it won't be fun <laughs> and it is not tipsy run. You will likely be abused <laughs> by Joe <laughs> and you will likely deserve it. At 3pm, a bunch of us have to head to Suncorp for the game, so we'll be leaving, so try to keep the, the over-rate ticking. <laughs> keep in mind, this the is... The arrogance to think the party will keep going. Keep in mind, this is optional. Now, some of my closer friends and girlfriend have pointed out in hindsight, the fucking arrogance to think you could hold a birthday party that had a two-hour section, a huge intermission until 7.30, and then just keep going. That people, on a day where it was 15-minute parking in the, in the Suncorp Stadium traffic owner... Listen... I'll concede for anyone out there in in event management, you could have reached out. Yeah. You could have said, now, hey, now, mate, this isn't the best way to run a party. Can I say I'm, this? I'm just shocked by how many people don't want to play cricket. I, I can't believe how much. They talk about a cricket bubble that led to Sandpaper Gate. I'm <laughs> yeah. in that fucking I'm bubble. I'm living in one. It's called the no residence. No one wanted to come. It's our lease. Um, can I say this in your defense, Henry? Thank you. Because as you say, your girlfriend has pointed this out. A lot of your close friends have pointed this out. You know, I've never pointed this out. Mm. A lot of people have been saying, oh, well, come on, read the event. You said it was optional. Why would you expect anyone to come? In the post-analysis of now, no one turning up to my birthday. Where was that analysis before the event? No if one could. we're all such yeah. geniuses at drafting, why did? And I have little doubt that Georgia probably read over your shoulder as you drafted this event. I think Georgia knows how sensitive I am about birthdays. She didn't want to push me too far on, hey, mate, if you have a little pre-backyard cricket birthday... Not that, in a game that famously a lot of people don't like at all. What people really And then tell them that like it's not going to be. I mean, it's not many people who would put in the event description of any celebration, this will not be fun. Now I can see that might have been an error. Now, in hindsight, I wouldn't do that again. Flipside, clearly a joke. Yeah. Well, I just, it, it, for anyone out there, you know, who's having a birthday or, or having a celebration of any variety and is worried no one will come, I've seen it happen. It's the most awkward thing in the world. <laughs> it was fucked. We're laughing about it now. Are we? But from 1 to 2 p.m. when no one had come, not even Ed Cope, and we were just playing cricket. 
and my head the just every time a twig cracked, or like oh any time a person Henry approached our house, n- I'd like look, <laughs> just looking, like a little puppy to hoping. see if its owner was home, and that didn't help on a day where there was literally forty-one thousand people yeah. walking past our house to go to a stadium. It it was just so awkward, mm. um, so and just seeing Henry. I get- Chat quietly with this girl, like clearly getting more and more upset. Just, talk, just as quiet Jack and I, crisis talk. Jack and I were just trying to keep a smile on and uh, keep the overrate ticking, as you uh, said in the product. It, basically, what I'm trying to say is, next time I will not have a small gathering with friends. I will be opening the com- the invitation to all unpacker starters. Yeah, I was going to say, and you will be expected well, to turn. Well, up. it was particularly brutal given that we've sold out 300 tickets to the mangroves at Westroom. So if you ticketed your birthday, <laughs> if you charge $15 entry, then maybe you'd be get a, uh, a better go. But I agree, Henry, in future, um, birth- your birthday, May of every year, has to be open to one Pakistanis. And, they'll be, and it'll be Because that's the only way yeah. you can truly protect yourself from the uh, no one on your birthday again. Oh, that's true. Um, anyway, enough of that. That'll, of... that'll weigh heavy on our hearts for some years to come. Um, right. Show us your birthday. And I'm sure that'll, Let's do Wikipedia Wigger. that'll weigh heavy on your psyche probably for the rest of your life. I don't, I don't see you easily forgetting <laughs> Saturday the 15th of May. <sighs> Good God. You mean um, 15-5. Yeah, 5-15, I believe they refer to it as. All right. Let's All take right. a look at this Wikipedia. 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 Population. 7,200. Nah, nah. It's like huge. Yeah. Get this. 12,141 oh, people. Bonkers. And if you look at its land size, Nunder is not a big suburb at all. I think there are some big runs of apartment blocks that are popular. Because you know how there's all these vacant apartments in like Indrapilly and stuff? I just don't think there's a lot of vacant apartments in Nunder. To be honest, if I was buying property right now, I'd buy in Nunder. Just a heads up to any real estate agents if you have something you want to offload to mm. your favourite podcast host as yeah. a gift or a, a tithe. Some variety. We love a tithe. Um, but, so, Nunda, Wikipedia. Nunda, previously called German Station, is an inner suburb in the city of <laughs> Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. What? What? It was called... <laughs> the suburb German was called- Station. Is that a war thing? It will, you've got, I don't see any explanation. It, the explanation will come. I will explain it to you, but not for a while. Um, but it's just worth knowing that Apparently, it's only very recently that people have gotten used to calling Nunda Nunda and not German Station. The fuck? Chat, chat to your every young Pakistani. Chat to your grandparents. I think they'll be familiar. Whichever. It's just so Station is weird, right? And German is weirder. It is. It's like if I was like, oh my, um, you know, Paddington. Oh, sorry, I should use his proper name. Bulgarian Depot yeah. <laughs> is is where I live. Yeah, you want to meet at the the Austrian Seven Eleven in a bit? <laughs> yeah, wow, that is good. German Station sounds like a friggin' play. Well, I was gonna say it sounds like a really great nineties post punk group. Ah, oh, it actually is a cool band. Yeah. band name. Like, I'm oh, have you listened to Death um? Metal. Have you listened to like Don't Breathe by German Station? Oh, but they um one of the guys left left the band, so they rebranded to Nunda. Nunda. It's like Have you guys how, um, seen Nunda play? Joy Division were originally called Warsaw. Warsaw? And changed their name to Joy Division. Is that because that first name bombed? Hey, <laughs> hey, not bad. Uh, Nunda was originally considered a working class suburb, but the area has become gentrified in recent, year, recent years and today features a mix of traditional workers' cottages and modern high-density apartment blocks. Well, there you go. There it is. High-density. Uh, you know my heart beats strong and true for a workers' cottage hen and, yep. and Nunda. You know, I'll say from the outset, 
I don't think I've really been to Nunda much. Like, I've driven through it a few times, but the way this Wikipedia page talks about and some of the messages people sent in, I had it all wrong. I thought Nunda was, like, a bit of a Darrow Northside suburb, you know, because I grew up in Wilston. But I think I've got it all mixed up. It sounds I, fabulous. I have to say, it's funny because in I think what you said at the beginning of, oh, if I was going to buy a property, I think there's a cultural cachet that's come with Nunda in recent times. And it has, I guess, as Brisbane expands, the suburbs mm. that are going to be seen as a little bit of a, you know, a bit far out, the sticks, are now sort of seen as a stone's throw from the city. Compared yeah. when when it becomes relative to expanding like yeah. Springfield lakes and whatnot, because like the yeah the same thing at school and good friend of mine Matt he at school lived in Nunda and he was almost like fucking bullied about it at times yeah 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 having to be like the Nunda boys the Nunda like I have a very specific it was looked memory. upon very dismissively it was did you, you do that funny thing in school where you go on Google Images type something in then delete the search bar and type yeah, in. So yeah. like I would we would oh, just basic, basic meme making. Very fun. But we'd type in burning mattress del- <laughs> on Google Images. Delete the phrase burning mattress and write Nunda. It's very fun. And probably like Matt's house. And when we went to Matt's house, it's fucking beautiful. Beautiful big house. Beautiful nice house. big block. Great house. Great street. Um, Nunda, I've just looked it up. It's eleven minutes away from Petra Terrace. Like And we used to be like, oh fucking Nunda <laughs> in middle of nowhere, mate. Northside. Buddy Jim Boomer, not bad. Oh Nunda. But yeah, I I think it has quietly changed much more than recognised. But like but I think Nunda particularly had that sense because Wavell Heights is similar and is close. But I didn't ever hear as much like banter about Wavell Heights. Like there was something. I think it's just it's a very easy name for a year five to like say. Nanda. Nanda. Yeah, I think it's also because it's got none in it. Yeah, and da would like Dara. Well, that's one of the first things you learn is da da. So babies could be none and da da. If a baby was really fucking up their pronunciation, they call mum and dad none and da. I could so see like (laughs) we've spoken about this many times on the podcast, but. Families of European origin being like, oh, I've got to go to my Nunda's 80th. Like, <laughs> it's like, what did you call your grandma? Yeah, I just call yeah. my grandma. I'm a real white family. What did you say? Oh, well, we're from- uh, We're Croatian. We're Croatian. Um, so yeah. I've got to go to Nunda's and Dara's. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, oh, my, well, you'd call them your great-grandfather, but then my um, my Oxley later, uh, <laughs> he's having a, a little celebration with his wake hole. Sorry, cousin. I work for my donations for Very true. Um, now, continuing with the German thing, it's worth noticing that um, Nunda includes the locality and formerly distinct suburb of Toombal, which is in the south of Nunda. Whoa, that's a game changer. Um, Toombal is in Nunda. I found out today that Toombal is not a suburb and it's in Nunda. Far out. It must be one of the very few because it is independently called Toombal Station, the train station. And Toombal, is it called Toombal Centre, the shopping centre? Yeah. It's Toombal thing. Shopping Centre. How recently is that? Um... Oh, Nin- I, mean, I think 1925. I actually say, think, oh, wow. Well, no, so it, the Shire of Toomble was an independent, basically a city, um, before it joined Brisbane in 1925. I'm not sure when the suburb changed. They got him in. But, yeah, so, I don't know. It, I think it's probably just the shopping centre. But the train station thing makes me wonder whether there are any other named train stations that aren't named after, like that aren't a suburb. I oh, said, well, is there? A, there's no Rosalie. There's station. no Rosalie train station. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm excluding Rome Street and Central. Okay. Um, because they are, you know, obviously there's multiple. Yeah. South Bank. Bowen Hills, yeah. Windsor, 
Wilston, Fernie Grove, blah, blah, blah. Wow, we might have uncovered a, is a, this mm. odd little thing that's still named after a locality. I mean, a lot of the buses still say Rosalie, I believe. Like, that does make sense. But mm. um, but speaking of, speaking of German station, Schultz Canal. Mm. Uh, now, that is a canal as in a body of water, not... It sounds like the name of a German man. Like yeah. uh, I was talking to this fabulous filmmaker, Schutz Canal. Schutz Canal. Uh, it runs through Nunda bisecting the Toonbull Shopping Centre car park. The low elevation That's of right. this there car park. That's right. There is a park. fucking creek. Yeah, there's, there's the a car park. I, I actually, um, when I was living at Wilston, used to ride my bike out to Nunchy Beach and you go past the Toonbull Shopping Centre car park and Schultz Canal and it's so grim. Do people fish in it and shit? Oh, probably. probably. It's, I, I think it runs off Kedron Brook. Yeah. Um, but the low elevation of the car park at the Toonbull Shopping Centre makes it particularly susceptible to flash flooding during peak storm seasons, uh-uh. often claiming the cars of unwary shoppers <laughs> inside the centre and those attempting to cross the Melton Road Bridge. Now, this hey, makes God. it sound this like very, lives a very graphic Wikipedia. <laughs> I love just because we look at Wikipedia a lot and sometimes someone just goes full QT creative writing <laughs> on it. I love it. <laughs> Claiming the cars claiming. of unwary. So they're saying there's so much flash flooding that yeah. this canal. It, when they say flash, because you know how. Don't call it a canal. Canals it, are for Venice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's right. like, oh, do, 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 do. And if you come down here, they, imagine getting a gondola, gondola. ride on the, on the Schultz Canal. And if you look to that side, you will see Centro, Tumbo. And if you look to the other side, you will see a burning mattress. That is a burning mattress. <laughs> and yes, for those keen observers, that is one of the remaining sanity stores in <laughs> Brisbane. You're going to see. That is one of the uh, worst McDonald's, I would ever say. Would you like it was some terrible. red wine? I'm just kidding. It is a creaming soda. I got it from <laughs> the night owl at Central Tumbo. Um, but yeah, I, Did you I hear don't about that um that container shit that got stuck in the Schultz Canal. Though, <laughs> yeah. it was, luckily, it was actually dropping off goods to Tumble. So they just got they it out of there. Came yeah, down yeah, and got it. Yeah, that's really easy. Um, that's interesting. So cars are getting washed away when the so, when the so canal floods. Really Imagine that. Just can't be, there's one thing: losing your car. You know, <laughs> gives a new meaning to losing yeah. my car in the <laughs> shopping centre car park. What happened, mate? Why'd you walk home? I lost my car in the shopping centre car park. Oh, would you take a photo of where you parked it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it was um the Atlantic Ocean. It's like have you heard, have you heard of uh, the Brisbane River? Yeah, 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 just somewhere in there, somewhere down the bottom. Um, you know how they talk about like generally flash flooding refers to flooding like I think it's like multiple hours. Flash. Like if someone floods within flash. four or five hours, that is flash flooding. So if you're off the car. To, to get your car, it must flash mm. flood in like 20 minutes. Yeah. It must go from... Oh, you're the quicker enough. someone's like, ah, oh, fuck, it's, I've got to pop in it. Like, I've got to pop in it. I've got to get a bottle of wine. Bottle of wine, okay. I, oh, yeah, I was parking at the car. Yep. Oh, shit, my car floated away. <laughs> it literally... It's the floods. And, and also... I'm a dickhead. And also the line of... And I'm not mispronouncing Milton. It says Milton Road. It often claims, now it doesn't say the lies, but it, it says it claims those attempting to cross the Melton Road Bridge. Like, do people die regularly trying to cross this bridge in Nunda? I'm picturing like a friggin' water monster. I'm like picturing up cars. I'm it? picturing, and it's, it's only just because I've been watching the show, but like crossing the twins in Game of Thrones, oh, yeah, where it's cool. like the only crossing yeah. at this roaring river, the Trident. And then, I'm just going to yeah. have a quick look at the Lord, Melton Road Lord Bridge. Toomble needs to grant you passage. Yeah. I'm Lord Toomble. He probably sounds like his dumb canal. northern lord. You want to cross the canal? I also play Filch. <laughs> the suburb includes the locality and formerly distinct suburb of Toomble. We've done that. Um, <laughs> the fir- oh, just while Joe's looking at 
creeks on Google Maps. The first permanent European settlement in the area was a mission built in 1838 by German Luden missionaries. I uh, get it now. So this this is the origin of the German station. I and see. The German, hence Schultz Canal. Um, it was it was straight up a mission. This isn't just like mm. the colonizers who settled there happened to be German, happened to be Lutherans. It was set up as the chief outpost of Lutheranism in Brisbane. Wow. As in they had people visiting from Germany just to come here and check on the state of the mission. Like how's your outreach going? Now I'll say this, I don't think it went that well. No. Cuz A it's now called Nunda. Mm. They took away your big win. B all the Lutheran colleges are in like Intrapillion stuff. Yeah, I don't. Like I don't think of Nunda as a Lutheran hotspot. No, not at all. Well, I think I think of Nunda as probably Catholic. Yeah, like like broadly working class. Well, Nunda, there was a lot of people who went to Terrace. Who yeah, in yeah, the, in the Nunda area. So, and, and a lot of those like Clayfield primary schools are Catholic primary. Like, like I think. Mm. Anyway, so it, it has long Lutheran roots. Well, I guess not unlike other times when the Germans have tried to. Persuade people to do stuff. It they annexed Nunda. Didn't go that well. Um, now, yeah, tell us, Henry, Paris, what, they were like, we better, we better get Tell us what the German Lutheran missionaries, uh, missionaries first called the area. Zion. Yeah. Mm. That's a bit relevant to yeah, current bit, news. It's very. Now, here at Unpacking Brisbane HQ, we had a discussion about the um, current violence being perpetrated against Palestinians. And I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say that. We're coming down strong pro-Palestine. I think uh, we're a pro-Palestine podcast. Uh, yep. I was going to say, we're not going to have a statement. No, we're doing a statement. I think that's... A, but it is just you very... Can, you, if you're quite... It is very you're funny. Like, like, you talk media. about Israel. I put a story up about, you know, going to get past it the other night. and someone's felt like, wrong to be sharing stuff that isn't... Yeah, someone was like, oh, free Palestine. You're like, no, no, it's free pasta. I said free pasta. <laughs> Oh, faster pasta, faster pasta. Yep. <laughs> um, but, but the Zion and the mission yeah, was located. So, so I, I get the but maybe it was an original location for the Jewish homeland. Was, that's what um, I think. Nunda. It's funny you say this. I literally the Wailing Wall is where you piss outside uh, the Toomba Shopping Centre car park. Yeah, as in just the, wailing, the Wailing Wall. Wailing because it's a wing. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. Um, yeah, I've, I've thought that before, but we, we've said that a lot of the problem is that. Palestine was a generational home for the Palestinians and then Israel was settled there. And Palestine being such a beautiful place and a lot of history and people loved it, they should have just put bloody... Should have put it somewhere else. Like, if, if they'd have put... You know, and this... What I'm trying to say is we needed a two-state solution and... Um, and when you, when you But if they wanted to put... <laughs> they should have put Israel in Nunda. They should have put Israel... I'll tell you what, I, I think said, they, they should put everyone in Nanda. What a beautiful suburb. It's a great place. They should have put Israel in like Ipswich because then it, people who lived there would have been like, oh, have it. <laughs> like, it's fine. So true, you're right. Like, Don't worry about the it. The fact that they Jerusalem Israel, is this capital they put it that is... So, they're yeah. like, let's put it somewhere where the Palestinians absolutely love their home. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's good just put it go to, I'm sorry, go to North Lakes. Just go to North Lakes. Don't, don't mean to lean into the stereotypes, but go to fucking North Lakes. Like, did we just solve, now, did we just solve Middle East? Just yeah. go Middle East Brisbane. Just go. Just put it where the IGA just is. They're near Churchy. Put it where no one wants to live. No one wants to live the there. Sword. Fuck that. Um, put it at the boarding house at Somerville. So the mission. No, who wants to be there? The mission um, in the German. <laughs> such, such a specific dig at Somerville's boarding. It's God, they love. Oh, they love boarding at Grammar though. <laughs> sure, it's sure it's all good. Girls, we've got some news. The, the UN has been in touch and 
Turns out Israel is here now, so we're probably going to have to start sharing bunks. I know. Um, I know you all thought the partition plan was about Beyonce's single from 2016. <laughs> it's actually uh, it's a lot darker than that, girls. Uh, now I know the Yarmulkes Samantha- isn't in the official uniform list, but we've just heard now Samantha. Um, I know you're lot of the single room here at the boarding house, but you'll be sharing with Bibi, and that is not a cool girl from TikTok. That is Benjamin Netanyahu uh, yep. of the Prime Ministerial I know, range. Uh, I know you kids all love your your Googles and your Yahoos, so you'd better love uh, Net and uh, Internet and Yahoo. I think his name is and Yaya. Uh, um, but yes, yeah, so the area was of none. And we do condemn the violence in the first Gaza Strip yeah, uh, and Free condemn, Palestine. Free Palestine. Uh, they first called the area Zion, and the mission was located in the vicinity of the modern day street Walker's Way. Ah. Then it later became German Station, thus leading oh, to my favourite quote about all of Nana from the Wikipedia page. So, German Station has been the name of this suburb for about 60 years at this point. Railway Station, called German, was created in 1882. Because they wanted the station to be called German Station rather than German Station Station. <laughs> so I think it's fabulous and amazing foresight. It's a great Wikipedia. Because it's my favorite it's my favorite Wikipedia we've had in a long time. Because if you know, Milton Station was called Milton Station, mm. you'd be going to Milton Station Station. Oh Milton Station Station. And we've mentioned it on the show before, but um there was this kind of uh vaguely Dodgy, well, not dodgy, but just a slightly sus dude called Ben Tawley, <laughs> who um, ran this management service for musicians in Brisbane. If you want to hear it unpacked in full, go back to our yeah. um, we, starting a band in Brisbane. Yeah, which yeah. actually gave rise to the mangroves, but yeah. great episode uh, historically. But yeah, so Ben Tawley, um, his company was called BTM Management. And when I asked, well, what does BTM stands for? He goes, oh, Bentoli Management. So he was Bentoli Management Management. This is uh, Bentoli Management Management. <laughs> not unlike GSS. This is German Station Station. Yeah, yeah. Or PIN number. This is Personal Identification Number Number. 100%. That's a big one. Uh, ATM Machine as well. ATM Machine. SWAT Team is another one. Is it? I think so. Is no, it the special? T stands for Tactical. I thought it was TAM. No, nah, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, um, opportunities, threats. Show us your real, know, show us real, your real dick. Cut. Um, but that's fantastic foresight. However, six weeks after the railway station called German opened, the suburb was renamed to Nunda. So that there was just this. So they built a new railway station. <laughs> they cleverly named it German because they're like, ah, no one will be calling it German station station. No one's calling it anything because it's now Nunda. If you were having a particularly bad trip, which people on Brisbane trains are want to do, yeah. you could be forgiven for being like, I'm on the Nunda train. And then just be like, uh, this is German. And be like, I'm on the fucking time <laughs> train. I'm in Germany. But oh, apparently- I, might, I might go to the topography of terror. Apparently it's very interesting. Mm, very true. I, I just on when you're on the trip. Well, maybe now because Nunda has this burgeoning bar scene, it's recognizing its German roots. Maybe. They get should it. just put a let's massive a, fucking, let, like, Oktoberfest-style beer hall out. I was going to say, let's under. go get a fucking pretzel. Yeah, legit. I, literally, I, I texted Sylvia tonight after doing some research going, can we Oof. go get a drink in Nunda soon? It looks really cool. Hell yeah. The advertising. She was like, no. She was like, no, yeah. No, she was the, like, no, no, I lived, in, I lived in G-Bunk for 18 years. Like, <laughs> no, it's fine. Where we live is better. Um, but the name Nunda, there's the final thing I have to say, is a corruption of the Yagara language, uh, the terrible dialect word Nanda. Uh, meaning chain of waterholes. So again, this sense. sort of there, short well, canal thing, lots the of waterholes. Canals and creeks, there you go. Because okay, uh, it's all near Ketron Brook. There you go. Should we talk about the contemporary takes that we have on the suburb of Nunda? 
I think we should. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Slick as anything. Hey, someone said this in. Apologies, I'll, oh, I didn't see who said it, but they're from London and they said in the local Facebook group, and this will tickle our fancy, Joseph, they call it Nunderbelly. Oh, like Underbelly. That's very fun. Having recently rewatched first we, season, uh, we here at Unpacking Brisbane love Underbelly. Carl Williams was a, you know, Jason Moran was a German <laughs> Lutheran missionary who called a German station, 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 and got hit in a pub. Matt Dwyer was a young man who would get the train every day from Nunda all the way into Terrace. Didn't really do anything wrong, but he's just someone from Nunda. Toomble Shopping Centre was a local hotspot. For mums, old women, and car thieves. The biggest thief of all, Schultz Canal. Schultz. This might sound like a German mobster. (laughs) I love Nunderbelly. That's so fun. Oh, why is there so much sex in Nunderbelly? It's a little bit (laughs) grotesque. I don't know, know, man. It's on after 9pm. They can sort of do what they want. Oh, car, you dog. Go get me me season two of Lost from Sanity. (laughs) It inexplicably costs $78, you dog. Remember before Netflix and box sets of TV shows cost like literally 90 fucking fucking dollars? Can you go get me- bought season two of Game of Thrones for literally $48. Why the fuck haven't you been to Dick Smith at Toomble and gotten (laughs) me season two of Everybody Hates Chris? Your dog, Carl. I don't think think you- Nunderbelly. Couldn't get a lot of DVDs at Dick Smith. Dick Smith sold it. Oh, no. Maybe you get the player at Dick Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Don't like, oh, the player show us your, the game. Show, show us your real Dick Smith. <laughs> there are little of fake electronics. Uh, now, you've written here Jack's message funny. I assume you're not talking about our housemate because that's <laughs> never been true. Obviously not. <laughs> uh, I'm just getting it up, whatever. Oh, yeah, this was just from Jack Pirtle, who's a friend of the show and a keen on Pakistani. And he said... When I was about 12, I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh! Who wasn't? And then there was a card shop in Nanda. Mm. So apparently there's a card shop there. So I made my dad drive me there so I could trade Yu-Gi-Oh! cards with a bunch of full-grown adults. And he had to just sit in the card shop and read the newspaper. And I'm pretty sure it was one of the tougher experiences he's ever had as a father. <laughs> he's never been back to Nanda and I don't think it's a coincidence. So <laughs> shout out to Jack for making his dad sit that there as he up. traded uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards with men who were probably close from age to the aforementioned dad. Absolutely. That that reminds me of, I don't know whether I've ever told this story in the podcast, but when um, we lived in Hobart for a couple of weeks when I was younger and I went to primary school there. Um, Why do they enroll you in schools as you went? Because I know oh, you I drove around think, the country oh, I th- for I a think year. it was so they wouldn't have to like entertain me for four weeks. Because <laughs> we were in Hobart for four weeks and I think dad just wants some time to himself. So Tilly and I got enrolled in a school Go for literally four weeks, <laughs> which... Cheap primary schools, loose. You can just sort of do that. Yeah. Show up, go home. <laughs> I was in year two, um, but the primary school was absolutely obsessed with Pokemon trading cards. Like, I couldn't break into a. Fr- I mean, I wasn't a particularly sociable kid, but I couldn't break into a friendship group because I literally didn't have cards. It was all anyone did at lunch. Yeah. Like, think about popular trends multiplied by eight. Tasmania was fucked. Anyway, so I finally convinced my parents. I was like, "Yeah." There's just one deck of cards in Tassie. Yeah, yeah, like everybody's trading had one of the cards. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, because well, they've all got 13 fingers, so they can hold a lot more cards <laughs> than anyone else. Um, but I finally hey. convinced mum and dad to let me go to like EB Games. They bought me like one pack of cards, came like 10 cards. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Turns out I got like a one in a thousand Pikachu, which if you like a rare oh. Pikachu, which... But that's Pokemon. Yeah, it was Pokemon. Oh, right. 
I didn't I say it's we the exact same oh, story. Sorry, no, I never played Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, this makes sense. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's Pokemon, Henry. I admit, I was, Get like, a I was thinking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll take this story for a couple of minutes so I can think about, <laughs> can think about what like, I'm going to oh, do what tomorrow. Do I, do I need to do my washing tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't far. It was literally like, have I got lunch tomorrow or do I need to? <laughs> sorry, keep going. Um, no, no. Anyway, then I became the toast of the school for two weeks and mysteriously left. Oh. So if you were a student in Holy, Tasmania- So you reckon you could this, be like an urban legend? Yeah, like, yeah. Some, like, people, some people say he didn't exist. Yeah, remember that guy who came to town for two weeks and yeah. traded Pokemon cards? <laughs> I left I left someone, I think I gave someone there, like my rare Pikachu when I left. Oh, you left it behind. Yeah, should have given it to a girl. Like how you tried to give a homeless man your guitar in Dublin. Didn't they like, oh, yeah, no, didn't want it. Didn't want it. Didn't have the time for it. I, I ended up throwing my guitar in Dublin in a skip because despite the, you know, lyrical beauty of this singer-songwriter city, I couldn't- Give away my guitar for free. I had it on a Dublin music thing. They all talk about like, oh, cost of living. You guys won't even take a free guitar. And that man actually crawled into the skip to get the guitar. Yeah, and that man's brutal. name was Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but yeah. yeah, so great work from Jack Sad going to Nunda. Now, big contemporary Nunda for me, and it's probably its, it's leading point, Toomble, shopping yeah, centre. Huge part of it. We talk a fair bit about shopping centres on the show. Um, you were much more anti-Chermside than I was. I was a bit of a Chermside defender. Um, I'm very anti-Indrapilly. I think you're a little more pro-Indrapilly. I quite like Indrapilly. Yeah. Um, I'm very anti-Carindale. I'm pro-Carindale. Um, There's violence on both we're sides. Both yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, what you're hearing is a cycle of violence. And Well, I actually launch a lot of the verbal rockets, but that they don't land true. on Henry. But, um, that is true. I think we can both agree Turnbull is just a fucking... Terrible shopping center. Well, do you know what I haven't revealed to you, mate? What? Back when I was events manager at Nova, I oh. one of our big clients at one of the big <laughs> events we had to do was the revamped Toomble. So they has it been revamped? Yeah. So they've oh. redone like a food court area up the top with trendy bars and stuff. What? Yeah. Look up. Look up on your computer oh right now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm having a I'm having a look at it. Look website. up Archer Brothers Toomble. I think it's Archer Brothers. Or Archie, try Archie Brothers, but essentially, and like Lutzi was like a brand ambassador for them. Yeah, it's called Archie Brothers Cirque Electric. It's a, it's a circus It's an arcade bar. game circus. Yeah. Oh my God. It has, t- <laughs> you go in the bar, the first thing you see is roll up, roll up. There's no place on earth like Archie. It's, <laughs> it's a bar. It's a circus bar. They Their sign up list says join the circus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's really... Um, the, the fit out, because I saw it because I went there a few times because we did a site check before we did like this grand opening thing with the Casanovas and stuff there. I, I went there a few times as it was being built. It was like, oh, right. I went to Archie Brothers Turnbull, like what had to be two days before it was due to be open. And <laughs> I was there with the site manager and they're like, and this is where the event will be held. This event being in like two days. There's fucking clown heads on the ground. There's like <laughs> balloon pla- there's like it absolutely terrifying. Um it was it's not the kind of place you want to be. Was not ready. I've just I've never been more amazed with the just absolute expediency of construction when things need yeah. to get done. In that I was like, this place is not built. And we were back there in two days and it was a full fit out of a circus bar. I was just like, oh, they must have just worked through the night or some shit. But I was like, it's that just some, weird seeing something. That gives me so much confidence with moving out. Yeah. That it can just look like shit, completely unprepared three days out. And, and it'll happen. It um, mate, oh so God. it's like got it a bowling so- alley in it. Can we the, dr- the cocktails are like insane with sprinkles and shit. Like, you know, Chester Street Bakery used to yeah, be. Yeah. I think yeah. that's how they're like doing their cocktails and stuff. Can we go? I'd love to go. It actually looks sick as. 
Let's try and put aside like a Friday night and go to Archie Catch Brothers the train Turnbull. Turnbull mm. Go to Archie Brothers. That'd be great fun. I think that'd be so fun. And like future cricket games in our houses, all unpacked. <laughs> Every unpacked is loads of Anyone, please. Like, yeah, but Turnbull, mate. So Turnbull, they're trying to fancy. I know it. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I think the rest of it's still dog shit. Worry not. My, my and a lot of people issue, were writing it about the car park. My saying, main issue with Turnbull was always the car park, and predominantly. I mean, just, there's a creek that runs through. Predominantly, just the selection of shops. That was my main issue with Turnbull. Yeah. Is, uh, Cause like they got the, they were they were the home brand of yeah yeah I Westfield. don't like um you know intro you don't like Chernside but for all their faults you could admit there are like lots of good shops if you need stuff oh they've killed it with range. Like the, the selection is that's fun. the other thing with Turnbull. oh my god like, just looking at this menu for Archie Brothers what have they got they have a range of sandwiches called Rando Sandos <laughs> let's see how totally random how these random are. are these sandwiches? oh yeah get how random this is. A tuna melt, <laughs> ham and cheese. Surely not. Rando even... pickles. It's just some pickles. Sounds like what Jack eats. Yuck. This literally sounds like a Jack. Yeah, literally a, Jack a brisket diet. sando. Uh. Hickory. I, I lied about ham and cheese. They actually don't have it, but they do just have a cheese sando, which is just a toasted cheese sandwich. Careful, mate. I don't want to have like a fucking like clown manager commenting about well, small businesses and well, COVID I was on just our next say Instagram this, post. This for the from the outset. I don't think. We could say, we could say anything about these Nunda bars and cafes and venues. Mm. I don't think anyone would leap to their defence. Yeah, just I would know. actually welcome someone to leap to the defence because you're also fucking precious about your inner city little popular bar and cafe. What about Archie Brothers Circus Boutique Bar? Oh, I, I bet. They're I believe it's Circus Boutique. They're trying their it guts. Looks all, dude, there was like, there's like popcorn carts and want to fairy go. floss. So cool. It looks awesome. Um, oh it is, I mean, it is awesome. I've been there. Yeah, it's a lot Absolutely of fun. A Toonball, and here's the thing with Toonball, it's just not that far from Chermside. And no, that's what they no, were saying no, to us when right. they did the revamp. They're like, yeah, we really want to... I'm pretty sure... Oh, dude, I'm pretty sure one of the marketing managers at Toonball Centre said to me something along the lines of like, yeah, we're redeveloping into this like a bar hip area so that young couples with money start coming to Toonball instead of Fortitude Valley and the city. And I was like, <laughs> like, like, I think they saw this circus bar as a bit of a like, this. we're going to take on Jade Buddha. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I think they were like, River Bar... Well, we raise you clowns <laughs> and acrobatics. Oh but I mean, for whatever reason, it's working in some respect. Because I, I was literally thinking to myself today, gee, if, you know, if I had the money to buy an apartment right now, I'd probably buy one in London. And you'd be able to pop down to your local and, and, my and Archie brothers. meet a, yeah, just, a just lion. Looking at, looking at the shops that are at. Yeah, what have we got? Turnbull. Like you got Bargain City, uh, EB Games. EB sure, Games is classic. Cool. Flight Center. Yeah. Rough time. God, oh, Godfrey's. You never see a Godfrey's oh, at a good shopping center. You don't want a Godfrey's. <laughs> you do oh, not oh want to see Godfrey's. Godfrey's. Uh, jackpot Dining. Yeah, that's rough. Great. Food's actually all right there. I mean, I love the, um, I mean, as far as it goes for like a I cheap love, Asian chain. I love chain. pork buns. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, had a, I had a pretty tasty pad thai there was Max Brenner. Okay, that's now Bogan, I reckon. Oh, Max Brenner is super cash. It always kind of was, but now it, I think it, it's... It, Max if I think the test for Bogan, and keeping in mind Bogan for me is something that's totally divorced from class, like a very wealthy person can be a Bogan and a very working class person can not be. Um, it's all about taste. If a year nine thinks it's fancy, it's probably Bogan, would be my, my rule of thumb. Does that, where does like it? Like tarot cash button up shirts, a year nine would probably think, gee, that looks a bit flash. Can I put one to you? Yeah. Is Lay Bubbles Bogan? 
I don't want it. Because I love Lay because I love the chips and the steak. I think it's genuinely good I think good it food. is, actually. Yeah, I think. I almost think it could be now. Because I loved it. I still do. I still do love it. And I would say that I have a lot of bogan tendencies. And I think the bogan in me loves La Bubbles. Yeah, I think so too. La Bubbles is, to be honest, it's phenomenal steak, phenomenal fries. It's a great location. It, it's a very classed up hog's breath cafe. With a neon sign. With a neon sign. Yeah, it's amazing though. Like yeah. all, the, all the pictures on the wall. I love it. Yeah, me too. I love it. Anyway, well, and that's we'll, the thing. Could be bogan. I probably love it. Oh, most bogan things are good. Yeah. Now, the Roy- let's talk about the Royal. Like between us. That's true. Let's talk about the Royal National Hotel. Oh, yeah. This is just, um, just I briefly wanted to chat about a few of the really happening bars in Nunda because I've never been to any of them. But um, so the Royal National Hotel has gigs. Um, and my dad went to see the church there before an Unpacking Brisbane show the other year. And he hits it such as under the Milky Way yep. and in a unguarded moment. Yep. Almost with you. Almost with you. Uh, oh, I love almost really with you. Really good. Um, I'm almost with you. Only about three hits here. Yeah. Um, apparently it's a phenomenal music venue. And I am just putting the words out. It's either called the Royal or the Royal National in Nunda. If any Unpakistani knows anyone who works there, you can help the mangroves get a gig. Mm. So there is nothing I would love more than paying, you know, playing to a Nunda pub crowd on great. like a Saturday afternoon. And then that justifies us going to the circus bar. And then we, yeah. Because I don't see after us party sort of independently going out, but after party at, at Archie Brothers, yeah. Circle Electric would be unreal. Um, there's also Fits and Pots, which is the really, really popular rooftop. Like, it's, oh, I've it, seen a bit of this. It's the bar that is spiriting the Nunda revival. Like yeah, when people cool. talk about, you know, it's very modern and trendy. When you go on their website, their slogan is, it's a bar. Oh, is that goes all the way goes all the way back to uh I hate that that's burger style. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bar. <sighs> just beers. Show us your real dude. Um but it's a rooftop bar. That is cool. Um and it's one of the few rooftop bars in suburban north side. But yeah, uh, I Is that Fuel and Co. is the one that says it's a bar? No, Fits and Pots, rather. Fits and Pots, yeah. Fuel and Co. and Blockhouse are really popular cafes. Ah, okay. But this has led to my big thing of I think it's possible to now do a night out in Nunda. That's hectic. Because you can't do a night out in Chermside. No. Because there's, what, the weird Edinburgh Castle Hotel. Yeah. Like that that weird that, little- There is a weird little like, that craft sort of new brewery thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the, yeah, that one. On, uh, on Gimpy Road that we drove past. But those are, to me, of the only two real obvious bars outside of- and A night out in Nunda. I think it's totally possible. Land down Nunda. I would I would be fascinated to Let's do get a in the Nunda pub crawl. The Nunda belly crawl. Yeah. Oh, Nunda. Let's do a ticketed UB Nunda Belly crawl. <laughs> That'd be so fun. I like the Actually, idea. Why the fuck would it be ticketed? Let's do, we'll let's just do tell on Pakistanis. All right, that, that's coming. Going. At All some right, point, the, we'll the Nunda Belly pub crawl. We'll do a Nunda Belly crab crawl. Um, but that that sounds very fun. Well, I, my, a lot of my exposure to Nunda, yeah. as I mentioned with the burning mattress thing earlier, is that just my friend Matt Dwyer and your second cousin. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lived there, share so. a great grandfather, I think. And, and, and um, and Matt was always very generous with having people over, so he we'd often be there. But I've always said to you, mate, hey, if I was attacked, I reckon I'd come out all right, haven't I? You know how I've said that to you, oh, and Jack, in the past, like you can see red, like very few people. It's just saying red, and I, I think there's a bit of mongrel in me, absolutely, and I think that mongrel was developed at Matt Dwyer's oh. house because. I mean, there's such mongrel in you that it's led to like property damage in our house. That's the truth. <laughs> and I have fixed. 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 I've now fixed, fixed that, by the way. I 
Very good handyman. Literally, handy Jack handy and I, handy. that wall looks plastered up. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I, I, when I heard that we were doing Nanda, as if someone else tells us, as if it's determined, <laughs> as if when the word, when word came us. down from Manscaped that we'd be doing This Nanda. one, I like checked my phone and you'd put up an Instagram post going, <laughs> we're doing Nanda this week. Like particularly this, when Nanda I, was uniquely you're doing this week. But when I thought about doing Nanda, I was like, oh, I had like even a little like rage in me because I remember we used to be at Matt Dwyer's house yeah, and it used to be a game to try and get me all worked up. <laughs> and I just have the clearest memories of being on the, te- on the tennis court at Matt's with a bamboo stick whacking my mates as they ran in with tennis balls and pool noodles and like beat the shit out of me. It was literally a game for a bit there that was like, let's beat up Henry. And I don't mean this to cast aspersions on my mates because it was a lot mm. of fun. Everyone was having a good time. It was all consensual. It, it, it's because you got really fired up, right? I, like, it, it's, it's not it's, Well, fun. that's where I found out about that. that it's not fun power. beating up a kid who who's just gonna, carrying in a corner. I would, I'd really try and like, so I'd walk say. away with bruises and stuff. Yeah. And that that was done, and like running. I think we'd end up in the streets of Nunda. Like I think we'd pour into the oh, streets in the of Nunda because there's a lot of. I think there's like some creek area and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of parks in Nunda. Yeah. Well, famously, there. I was about to dox Matt. I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to literally be like, "Well, his address given, is this." Given, given how so, much but, we refuse to dox ourselves, yeah, just yeah. Openly dox. I won't dox Matt. But yeah, I, I just have a memory of like some real conflicts going down, and like, oh, pencil. Let's like. Let's throw balls mm. at his head. And it was a lot of fun. But I remember walking away from them and being like, Matt, who's, I- uh, who lives at this address and is away <laughs> for holidays. And <laughs> yeah, this is how I'm like trying to get back at them eventually. Yeah. It wasn't just Matt. Oh, that's good fun. But uh, yeah, I did want to talk about as well, talking of uh, violence. We sent a message by, I think it was a man named Mitch Keenan, Pakistani. Yep. And he said, the photo that we uploaded to promote this episode, that there's a toilet block in it that is heritage listed in it. My ears perked up. I said, why the hell have they heritage, heritage listed, listed a toilet? toilet they couldn't even yeah. get the Chanel Theatre heritage listed. You know, what's going yeah. on here? It was a bomb shelter. Ah. So there's a little public toilet there and none of it is apparently a bomb shelter. So someone was doing such atomic shits yeah. <laughs> that it got classified as a bomb, you know. <laughs> The Heritage I've Council been in the bathroom like, after you poos, after Magic Round. <laughs> these poos are so fucked up that we're going to have to heritage list this toilet because we can't flush the poop. <laughs> it's so it's hard to- fucking bomb. Guys, it's so hard to flush this Grogan that we unfortunately <laughs> are going to have to- her- They're like, guys, why can't you just get a plumber in? No, no, no. The Heritage Council must get involved. It is the only way. <laughs> I, lo- I love Grogan. How good's Grogan? Bring back an absolute Grogan. Although this band, I saw this band's touring at Thirsty Chase. They're calling themselves the Grogans. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's a little bit too. <laughs> That's like our band, the poo. The fucking, f- the filthy shit. We shits. are poo band. I think they might be called the filthy Grogans or something. Oh, like, it's a really yuck. disgusting name. Oh, the Rim Grogans. Stingers is a better name than that. <laughs> the Sloppies. Um, oh, yuck, no. Pe- Pumpkin Man we talk about. Often on the show, yeah. a local character, and we've spoken about the old couple that used to wave on the yeah. deck there at, uh, at was it Barton? No, um, I think it was no, yeah, it was Barton. I think it was the Kenmore episode we spoke about. Barton had the weird old lady twins who waved. Oh, the deck. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, we love talking about the local characters, and it seems like from multiple sources there are two in Nunda. One is a man who apparently every day walks around the cricket field with his cat on a harness. Oh, strange thing to do. Oh, you think that's weird? Well. This I'm, is th- I'm hearing that and I'm like, well, that's the weirdest thing mm. someone in Nunda could do with their pet. Great um, great new comedian named Emma Armitage Ho performed tonight at... Uh, at Fuck, did you call her? Yeah. Uh, and, and she... Sure, that's covered in her set. Yeah, it wasn't. But <laughs> that's, you, can, you can 
you can be like every male comedy person and give her some notes after her performance. Um, but my being really defensive. Come on, then. <laughs> was a joke on a podcast. Emma was at the gig and her mum and her was still there and she yelled out about the Nunda stuff. And the mum was trying to explain it, saying, oh, the, this is how, like, there's a guy in Nunda that's... Oh, she, so she told you about Cat Harness. She, well, but no, she didn't tell me about Cat Harness. She no. told me about this next one. Emma said, apparently there is a guy who walks around with a goldfish in a pram, <laughs> which is way more weird than a cat that on a harness. So At much this weird. point, I'm like, is it a Dr. Zeus novel where they're yeah, just trying yeah, to yeah. one-up their animal transport? A cat in a harness? A fish in a pram? A cat on a harness, I an say, otter. you see. I see a goldfish pram for me. An otter in a convertible and a dish... With Sam. What? Sam in this book is a character okay. who is always carrying a dish. Okay, cool. He's a clown. Gotcha. From the circle. He's on his way to work. Yeah, he's on his way Archie to Archie Brothers. Brothies, yeah. Um, he oh, fits from Fits and Pots. That would scare me having the goldfish in a pram. Which is apparently how- well, yeah, I assume it's, it's in like water, right? No. No. He's <laughs> just murdering It's like it. the cat in the hat goldfish with the- No, I think it's- yeah, That goldfish the bowl that was such gets, a genius. Such a smart- Voiced by- Yeah, absolutely. The dude who played the real... This is a real deep cut. Mm. But the guy who plays the real estate boss of the mum and cat in the hat also voices the fish. Because we found this out when we watched it at Oh, Hughes like Light. the guy from Will and Grace. Yeah. Also voices the fish. So he... Oh, the guy from Will and so Grace plays TV. not one but two roles in That's the live action version of the cat yeah. in the hat. Which is a way crazier movie than you remember. If do, you haven't seen it for the last five years, yeah. go back and watch do, it again. Do watch it again. It's wild. But I have one more animal thing before we wrap Please. up contemporary that I want to tell you. Uh, Brittany Keenan Pakistani sent in a video from Seven News. And it's a recent video from Seven News. And essentially what happens is a dog was tied up outside a store near Nunda Village and was stolen. The dog's name was Coco and the owner, Cornelia, Apparently was gone for three minutes and then she's appealed to the masses on 7 News saying she was my baby and someone has just come and they got this on CCTV footage, has come and got the frigging dog and taken it. So dogs just get nicked. But there were a few interesting things. Just very quickly, I've never ever tied up a dog outside a shop. I've put Dell outside when I've run into Woolies Um, at Oxford Street. I, I genuinely don't. I'm generally very trusting of people, but I would be too worried about this happening. Well, I would, I would without fail, take the dog home, then get my car and drive back to the supermarket. Well, I'll tell you I who, who agrees with you, home. mate, and says that this is an increasing problem, oh. is a woman who was interviewed in the Seven oh, News wonderful. news package. Her name is Anne-Marie Curry, mm. and she is from Arthur & Co. Pet Detective. <laughs> she says, quote, it's actually becoming far more common than people think, thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. And she calls it the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. Thanks. Pick one of them. Thanks, detective. She goes, it's coming, becoming da, 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 COVID-19 pandemic. Dogs have doubled, if not tripled, in value. Mm. I didn't know we had real pet detectives. <laughs> I, she is from... And I business, assume is, this was, again, a fabulous Dr. Seuss creation that she had is, no bearing in the real world. She is from Brisbane. She is Anne-Marie Curry, and she is from Arthur & Co. Pet And detective. she is a pet detective. She is a, she is a real-life Ace Ventura. Now, I will back her up briefly. I have heard that dogs have become astronomically more expensive. I, I think, yeah. I didn't appreciate until very recently how much dogs cost. Okay. Like, new. You know, it's like multiple thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. Okay, I'm now looking at it. Arthur and Co. They have a, Arthur and Co. Legal. They are a pet concierge founded 
in 2017. And is Australia's only comprehensive pet detective service for lost and stolen pets. Bro, we have real pet detectives. That's so funny. Because you know someone we talk a lot about on this show, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Who we are investigating. Not really a... Not a pet detective in he's the way a, Arthur and Co. He's a dog detective. Yeah. This is, these are pet detectives and their website is not it's like a like a great joking community where Brit is like, oh, I'm taking my dog to an animal hospital and Troy gets excited and it's like the animals are the patients, not the doctors. In Scooby, the detective is the pet. Unfortunately for Arthur and Co., the pets are the subject of the detective. Yeah. Bro, we need to do like a whole episode I'm about sure pet we could detectives. Do a detective. This is this this website. Is Should we try and get Amory Curry like to I'd, call in? I'd love. We I'd be get, so fascinated. I reckon we get 100 get Anne Marie Curry on. Yeah, the show. I mean, we could probably. To be honest, it'd be just as fun to call the reception line of Arthur yeah. and Co. Pet they're detective. quoting the is code legal. Should we try and get a job there? I think the code of Hammurabi. If yeah, anyone, Hammurabi is the Hammurabi code. If anyone, it's the oldest law in the world. Well, they say if anyone steal cattle or sheep or an ass or a pig or a goat, mm. if it belong to a god or to the court, the thief shall pay 30-fold therefore. If they belong to a freed man or a king, he shall pay tenfold. If the thief has nothing with which to pay, he shall be put to death. Mm. This have, is you the, not, have you not heard of the Code of Hammurabi? I, well, I, I've heard of that. It's, it's like the origin of an eye for an eye. It's the oldest written law we have ever discovered. I honestly read it as Harambe. <laughs> I, which is why I thought that were, I thought it was gorilla related, and oh, that's no, why no, I was quoted. No. Right, that's um, pretty hectic for the pet detectives to have put to death. I didn't think I'd find put to death anywhere on the pet detective Except website. Maybe it was about the animals. Yes, after they have maybe. Oh my god! Something also that funny that happens on this seven news footage. Go to it's called like just look up like lost stolen dog Nanda and on YouTube for the seven news. The way they play it out is that it's like a news normal news package, but then. On the news interview, yeah. Cornelia, the woman, answers the phone and goes, oh, my God, they've found the dog. They've found my fur baby. And then they cut to a woman at her home on the phone being like, yeah, we got a tip off about the man who took the dog. And then it cuts back to her being like, I'm so happy. I just thought that's not usually how the news plays out. They don't. You, they they at, don't usually resolve. At some it point, so the, at some well, it's they don't tell a narrative. It's usually like post match analysis of here's what happened on the news. Yeah, but in this one, they're trying to make out like it unfolded in real time on this news package. I just was very weird from Channel <laughs> Seven. Like at some point, I feel like that journalist just had to go, just put your phone up to your ear, Cornelia, and kind of say what happened when you did get the call. Oh, it's like when the news Unless get- they earnestly got the call. Well, but no, then, it's, and it's then- like how news often weirdly get people to reenact stuff. Yeah. Like that famous story about the guy who won a lottery ticket and then the film crew got him to go back. In Australia, they got him to go back and buy another ticket so they could film it and reenact it. And he won another $300,000 on the reenacting of a lottery ticket. So he won two. Nice. That's awesome. Now, you know what's very sad about Arthur & Co. Pet Detectives? Mm. Do you know where they're based? What? Guess. Perth. No, nah, like Sydney. Oh. Yeah. I it was so optimistic of me to think they'd be based in Nunda when it's not even clear that they got Arthur and Co. Pet Detective on the case, right? Like seven, well, who's Arthur? Is Arthur the called, Um I'm shot in the dark. Arthur is the dog of one of the principals that was Stop. lost or stolen and made them start the pet detective the pet. agency. I'm just still tripping that we have pet detectives. Yeah, I can't believe it. Anyway. Now, speaking of pet detectives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somehow. Speaking of doggy style, there you nice. go. That's better. That's better. Uh, should you ask the question on your delicate little lips? <laughs> woof, woof. 
does Nanda fuck? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I feel like from all we've talked about, like these hip new bars. Circuses. These, these Germans. Canals are hot. Canals are hot. Oh, absolutely. I, Trenches. Because I'm thinking gondolas, canals. Yeah, romantic. Sexy. I feel like you Germans, do some long Germans walks fuck. Not, oh, really? like, not like lame Germans, the whole but like Bergheim Oh, Germans. yeah, Bergheim. Like, yeah. Oh, like a, oh, there's a lot of leather Germans oh, in there, I reckon. Well, oh. Lutheran and, and leather leather one. Yeah, so close to each other. Leather Lutherans. Oh. Yeah, I reckon. I, reckon, oh, I think it 100%. Do you know what I reckon it is? I reckon Nanda didn't fuck a lot in high school, but yeah. she or he really came into themselves at uni. Yeah. And then it's like people in high school being like, oh, we used to have heaps of sex in school. What's your count, Nanda? And it being like astronomical. Yeah. It's like, but you're Nanda. Throws like, you like yeah, at 38. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, but I went to college for two years. Yeah, I reckon like, oh, yeah, Nanda yeah. went to college, sort of found their style. Yeah. And then Nanda, he or she really- Nanda, like, Nanda got really into like- yeah, maybe it was music or got really into like mm. college touch football. Or like actual fashion. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Found their thing mm. and really made it work. And and I'm proud of Nanda. I am too. Maybe that thing is circuses. Yeah, go Nanda. You fuck. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And that's all we've got time for today on a, uh, a proudly long episode of Unpacking Brisbane. I think Nanda deserved this. And this is probably more than any other episode, the one that I've finished and I really want to go to this suburb. I think it's one. Me I over. genuinely want to like go and check out some of this stuff. Should we go right now? It's only it's, it's only it's 11 ten past 30. eleven. <laughs> I'm sure the circus is still kicking. Yeah, they're freaks. They're mutants. No, I, check, I check. They close at ten p.m. on a Monday. That's late. You can't go to a bar and pay, except for maybe the cacks. You can't like Hope and Anchor isn't open until ten p.m. on a Monday. God, no. I don't even think they're open, mate. Well, if if our new house doesn't work out, I'm no, I I'm, look, I'm open to it. We Jack could still be living a million times closer to the city compared to Taker. Yeah, exactly. Still a win for him. And a little closer to his parents. Yeah, so that works too. Too right. Touch uh, the underbelly. Folks, thank you for coming to the land down Nunder with us today. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we'll see some of you tonight at the sold out yes. West Room show for the Mangroves. And then we will be back next week. And um, Joe, you're popping off to Adelaide for a little bit. Yeah, that's right. It's a it's a trip to sort of get in the mindset of other cities that aren't Sydney or Melbourne. If any Pakistanis have any tips about what to do in Adelaide, I'm all ears. Yeah. So let me know. But Henry thought it would really uh, affect our like rollout and programming schedule because the thing you thought that I was gone for like a week, right? Mm. I'm gone for like three days. Yeah. So he'll have a good time. It's one of those things where I, I will be gone. You will notice I'm gone as much as you would a weekend where we had different stuff on a Saturday night. We're doing different stuff on the Sunday, then busy work days Monday. Yeah, very true. So, uh, come on. I really, I just as you were saying that as well, I realized on the Instagram we put up a video of us throwing rocks at a can that we didn't explain. Oh yeah, that was at my fail of yeah. a birthday cricket party. You That's can see we, in that video if you go to our Instagram and watch the post that, promoting that the episode. That, that wasn't staged. That is what we were doing at Henry's. I I put up an empty beer can and we all threw rocks at it. Event. And Georgia had the foresight of knowing this would be podcast content to film it, but not the foresight of saying, "Hey, maybe change your no. uh, event description." Foresight moves in mysterious. None ways. of us did. <laughs> uh, so, folks, thanks for joining us again on Unpacking Brisbane. And oh, while you're here as well, it would be lovely if um we're running a few of us are running fifty k throughout May to raise money for MS. Um, so if you want to go to my Instagram bio as well and donate some money, that would be lovely as too. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. All right, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for coming. You're the best. We love our fans. Hey. A big round of applause to you. Oh, now it sounds like my birthday party. What? Silence.